TTB. Music podcast. We're all a very bit bit depressed. I thought you were starting in Baby Shark there. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Actually, we should stop, otherwise we'll get done. Yeah, we'll get done. That was less than 25 seconds. You can't have us for that, Baby Shark man. Hello again. <laughs> and hello again to our potential new listeners who we've just tried to persuade to listen at the pub. Yes, I think we succeeded with maybe one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, possibly. Yeah. Probably not. So let me press try harder in this one to make sure that these people don't listen to us ever again. And uh, my goodness, we picked a doozy. <laughs> when you say that, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it isn't all female. It is. Except for it the, is. there are two token blokes in mint, uh, mint, in mint green. But apart from that, it is okay. A, it's all female. But they don't do any singing, so it's all female okay. on the vocal front. Fantastic. Also, thanks to all the artists for making traditional albums. Yeah. In the, which I mean, forty-five sure. minutes or shorter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we well love done. you. Uh, so, what are we talking about? We are talking about Nova Twins, uh, Supernova, Grace Ives, Janky Star, Tate McRae. I used to think I could fly. Uh, Licky Lee I I Mint Green All Goes All Girls Go to Heaven and Rosie Carney oh, I originally wrote down as Rose Carney but it's Rosie Carney I Wanna Feel Happy oh. so we are going to kick off with the second album from Nova Twins uh, South London duo Amy Love and Georgia South uh, we reviewed their debut album Who Are The Girls yeah, on podcast 320. 20 that our is... first lockdown podcast yeah fact. I thought it was uh, I called it A Breath of Fresh Air one nice. of the most entertaining debut albums I've yep. heard in years you said I enjoyed it not as much as you Scott <laughs> but loved its pace energy and it fed, and it pretty much zipped by alright oh, okay well, well. and it has been very well received critically it's picked yeah. up a Mercury Wonderful. Prize nomination yeah. Joining five other albums that we have reviewed, Pete. Nice. So, Wet Leg and Yard Act, which yeah. we reviewed on podcast Boom. one. Excellent. 2022. Yeah. Little Sims, who we covered in our Christmas podcast mm-hmm. of last year. Self Esteem, yeah. we covered in podcast nine. She's awesome. 2021. Yeah. And Joy Crooks, who we oh, dealt fantastic. with in podcast eight of 2021. Which is all over it. Who would be my choice to the winner, but yeah, probably not. But probably not, yeah. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I agree with that. Supernova. Supernova from Nova Twins. Uh, my last review was pretty on the nose, wasn't it? And I know this is really good, actually. Um, so so having 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 had a preamble about this podcast, which went along the lines of, I don't like any of it. <laughs> I'm now going to do the actual podcast for the listener. And I'm actually going to win. This, this. Won't be, this won't be the first time you've done this. Also, no, obviously saying. it won't. And, it, and I'll just end up sounding super positive about all these albums. Um, but, but no, I mean it on this first one. Um, a mix of industrial beats, thrash vocals, rap, hip-hop, Nova Twins are back, another loud album, and I've written it here, which moves along at pace. It does. It's almost like I knew what I'd said before, but I didn't, but I did. And it has very occasional pop sensibilities. Um, I I really, I enjoyed this one. I particularly liked uh, Power slash Antagonist, uh, Cleopatra, Toolbox. The only of Toolbox reminded me of Prince. 
yes. weird kind of way. No, I can see that. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remind me of Prince and Choose Your Fire. Yeah, they were my favourites off the album. It, no, this is a really good. Again, I still think it's fresh. I still think they're really good. Um, I'm still hoping for big things. Yeah, it's a, it's a high energy rock album. It is high yeah. energy rock album. That's, which has, that's great. Which, as you say, draws on uh, influences from many genres uh, to give the band a very rock 2020 zzz, uh, yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, as of the first album, it comes out, kind of slaps you in the face, uh, slaps you about for literally for 30 minutes and then yeah. leaves you to recover, really. So, as you say, it kind of like starts off full, kind of... Yeah. Um, but it's not... That's not what it's mm. just about. It's There's a lot more going going on. Yeah. As you say, Cleopatra, um, sleep paralysis, which interestingly, there's another lyric later on in the podcast that talks about sleep paralysis um, on the Rosie Carney album. Mm-hmm. Um, Toombox, you mentioned the chorus of Toombox for me was uh, pure kind of like late 70s Scorpions. It sounds, it's mine very much of a song by the Scorpions called Steam Rock Fever. That was great. Um, I still love the, the whole attitude of the band. I mean, after, when the first album came out, they they literally wrote to the Mobos and kind of went, um, "Hello, where's our, where's our category?" It's <laughs> like, nice, nice. You've got a thing that's music of black origin. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes. Rock and roll started with. Mm, did yeah. Black people. Where's our category? Did which the Mobos come in? You know, we've thought about doing that occasionally, but we haven't quite got there yet. Guess what? Two years, two years on, they still haven't got quite there yet. Oh, no way. Uh, which is a shame. That's a shame. But yeah. Mercury Prize has clearly uh, said, don't care about that, and not with them anyway. What I will say is I still prefer the first album. So I enjoy this album, but the first album for me worked better as a complete do you know what? piece I'm, of music for do you me. Know what? I'm inclined to agree with you on that because obviously remember listening to the well, vaguely remember listening to the first album it was March 2020 there was a lot going on uh, and, um, apparently so apparently so um, no I th- I, th- I seem to remember thinking the first time around this was this was gravity more uh, but this is this is good yeah this is good because I always like to pick out occasional lyrics there's a lyric on Cleopatra that says uh, blacker than the leather that's holding our boots together nice which I, which I really nice. just thought was just brilliant yeah moving on to the third album from an uh, artist from uh, Brooklyn uh, Grace Ives someone that I, certainly I'd never heard of before um, I'm just saying uh, I really like this record mm. um, and it's for me it's interesting that we were reviewing this album in a podcast that we're also reviewing an uh, album from Licky Lee um, mm. because the big jarring synths and the use of unconventional rhythms and breakbeats mm. reminded me a lot of her album from 2011, Wounded Rhymes. Still an absolute corker of a record if you want to listen to it. Mm. Um, and those kind of synths and beats kick off the opening track, uh, Isn't She Lovely, which is not a cover of the uh, <laughs> Steve Wonder song. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not overly keen on the opening opening track, although no. I, I almost I actually, noted that one down. Actually. I almost actually prefer the beats in it to the actual yeah, melody yeah. in the, the song. Yeah. But then that ends, and a big fat kind of like five oh five bass, the most rap hats would mm. kill for, jumps in and provides the background for the the excellent loose. Um, 
which then drops into the equally excellent Burn, Burn Bridges. Yeah. And then the very angular, I've written here, Angel of Business. Angular. And actually, not Merkel, but, but actually... <laughs> But actually, I think angular description. That's but, brilliant. No, but actually, I, I, I thought a bit more. And I actually, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think angular is probably the best descriptor yeah. of this entire record. Wow, the juxtaposition of the kind of music and the melodies on this record are very kind of like crossing. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it just worked really, really wow. well. So, so it goes so much seamlessly from kind of, and also what I also like about it, whilst that's going in the background, you've got melodies that kind of go for almost from kind of a. LCD sound system sounding things to California chill. So there's a mm. ballad in the middle of the album that's uh, is it Lazy Day? Yes, it that, is. That's really kind of chilled. And yes, kind of it is. And then you go into kind of like the power pop rock of Shelley straight afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, where's, where's this album going now? And then then you've got then you've got a really dud track for me that the middle of the album coming. I think it's back in LA, which is just I can't remember at all. Uh, but then we have two of my favourite tracks are at the end of the album so On the Ground and Lullaby yeah um, yeah and why I like this album one it was 30 minutes long mm-hmm. two it creates a soundscape as much as the melodies and the lyrics that, that, that actually was equally interesting to me so I was actually drawn in by what was going on in the background as much as what was in the foreground yeah because it's not a lot. It's, it's, it's bizarrely quite a sparse album, even though there's things going on. Um, yeah, I like, really, really like this record. Um, in fact, I'd say possibly already one of my favourite albums of the year. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I agree. I, it's classic. I was like, oh, I'm really podcast. you got to change your mind, don't you? Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree with you. It's a great synth album. It's got credible dance grooves. It's a really enjoyable record. Um, it nods to the past in terms of those synth groups that we know yeah. and love, but it has a very fresh and modern 2020s feel. Um, I have to say, like you, I didn't note down the. I said I actually written here on my notes. Curiously, it starts slower, but it's the second half of the album that definitely feels more confident in itself mm. and grounded in the production. And when I go down the list of tracks that I like, they're all in the second half. It's the yeah. some, some of which you've So Lazy Day, I, I love the use of the high-pitched synths. Mm. That was very Depeche Mode. Um, equally, Shelley, which, it, the, the sort of rockability of Shelley. Yes. Again, I thought of Depeche Mode. I, I was in the sort of Never Let Me Down, Route 66 sort, oh, okay, sort yeah. of territory yeah, yeah. of sort of late 80s. Um, um, pre 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 violated DM. Um, actually, I put back in LA down as one of my favourites. <laughs> I just it has a darker groove. It does. Really, it does. Yeah. Really it does. Basey, basey, dirty synths. Uh, but it has this high synth vocal running through it as well, which I really liked. Uh, and then I agree with you completely. On the ground, a lullaby, a brilliant. Yeah, there was a quote from her. It's it quite interesting. Um, she said that I, I haven't checked out the, the previous two albums she's made, but she said she'd been getting more confident in this album and mm. being. And she there's a quote saying, "I'm so tired of hearing artists not sing. Everybody wants to sound like Billie Eilish whispering. Yes, like they're not trying too hard. And I'm like, why not? Try as hard as you fucking can. Which I thought quite nice. Funny you say that. <laughs> Spoilers for what's coming up. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. We move on to the debut album by uh, Tate McRae. Mm. I usually think I could fly. Uh, yeah. Nineteen-year-old Canadian, 
uh, who at the age of 13 gained prominence as the first Canadian finalist on the American reality TV show So You Think You Can Dance. Never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, she's released a few EPs before this record, uh, all been very well received and has already built up a substantial global fan base nice. off the back of them, particularly on the social Wonderful. media. On the social medias, ah, as they say. Oh, it's all, yeah, it's all making sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 just be, uh, almost pr- prompting you that the, one of the tracks in this album was written by uh, Billy Eilish's brother. Oh my goodness, it's all falling into place. Everything I've written down here. There you go, Pete. Thank you. Setting you up nicely. You've set me up nicely because I've said fresh pop and R&B mixed with beats, smart lyrics. Smart lyrics. Indeed. Smart lyrics about moving on, relationships and um, and such. It's all it's all very sort of good and solid. Um, Tracks are for sure in length. Uh, so, so this leads into my main main criticism of this album. And here we go. Go for so it. So, my main criticism of this album is that it it's it it doesn't feel like it's sequenced very well. And by which I mean, and I think I was, I was trying to explain this to someone the other day. The thing with al- the thing the thing with albums, okay, for old people, yes, the old people, for the old people, people, the old people, the old people yes. is that the, an album is a sort of a solid sort of production. It it has a start, middle, and end. Sometimes albums have concepts that run all the way through. Sometimes they don't. But you have a side A and a side B, and if you're really old, you know what that means. Um, but I think we've talked about this before, but not for a while. Sometimes albums appear now and they're very downloadable. I what that I mean is it's interesting the point you made about social media. Yeah. It's just like you pick you pick your songs. You're like that, that, I love that, I love that. And and I like that and that's fine. And if you like that, that's fine. If you like that, that's good. I'm I'm happy for you. This album feels very much in that mould, in that it's like you can pick it apart and and sort of listen to it in any order. In, yes. In, 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 I, I maybe I am getting old. I don't like that. I like an album to be an album. I like an album to be something that follows through and goes all the way through. Um, and the other sort of criticism that relates to it is, and I've actually written it down here, it's, it doesn't offer that much different to what's already out there in this mould. And I've written Secret and I've written Billie Eilish. And, um, and I have to say, by the end of it, I was a little, I was a little bored. By the final third of the album, I kind of tuned out. Really? So I, I, either A, I am too old, which I am, or B, it's just not for me. Well, it's certainly, it's certainly targeted at a younger audience. Y- y- younger <laughs> I'm particularly lyrically. Li- 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 I think. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I, I remind, get all that. Lyrically, yeah. it reminded me a lot of uh, yeah. Olivia Rodrigo stuff as yes. well. Like, that whole yeah. kind of thing. Of, so yeah. it's angsty, teenage angsty thing, but also yeah. the kind of thing. The, lyri- the, the lyrics are quite are, are quite good and quite pertinent. Yeah. And you can imagine that it would speak to uh, people of our daughter's age, for example. Exactly. It's, for not, example. it's not for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> But apart from that, I would, I would think I would tend to agree with what, what what you've said in the fact that it is well put together. It's um, our old friend Greg Kirsten crops up, crops up a couple of, t- couple of times, uh, who uh, producer songwriter who's done stuff with. We've talked about in the pockets before with Halsey, with Liam Gallagher, with the Dale, with Churches, mm. and. Others. And in fact, I think he's responsible for me. He's responsible for two of my favourite tracks on the record, which are uh, Chaotic and She's All I Want to Be, which for me is clearly the standout track on the album because it's foot tapping, catchy pop rock. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a track that I genuinely, genuinely love. Mm-hmm. Um, also, really liked uh, Hate Myself, 
Yes, like that. Yeah. Uh, again, really nice lyrics. Yes. Uh, and just, just yeah, essentially just a good tune. Um, as you say, it, it's... And to use our old, to use our old cliche to uh, trademark, solid, solid. Yeah. I told you I'd say it. Yeah, at least once. And I, th- and I think there's certainly <laughs> pop potential plenty here. Oh yeah, for, for Mr. Grace, tons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, what's next? I've almost begun. It's me. So there must be Lucky Lee. Lucky Lee. Uh, fifth album for Lucky Lee. Um, aye aye. Aye, aye, indeed. Uh, we reviewed uh, So Sad, So Sexy back on Podcast 5, 2018. Um, pre then, when she was talking about this album to enemy, she said, I think uh, maybe to everyone's disappointment, I'm going to really scale it down and back and slow it down. Oh, this uh, album? Yes, right. this album. Pre-lock, yeah. Uh, cause, uh, yeah, so that's, again, so it's another album that was right. starting to be oh, right. done then and then. And then got... Um, on, on the previous record... Uh, so sad, so sexy. We both pointed out that it was definitely a more modern pop influence album yeah. compared to her previous works. Um, but you described it as artful pop and gentle R and B delivered with cutting lyrics. <sighs> pretty good, Pete. That's pretty good for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Well, as I said, the standout cuts were dragged down by too much cookie cut, 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 cookie cutter uh-huh. and box ticking modern R and B beats. And, also, and for change, actually, it feels. The comments about the last album don't really mean anything. This because because the last album, well, I don't think it's, it might might have been an album in between actually, but that album compared to the two albums that came before were very different. Mm. I think it's safe to say that she was right when she said she was taking a different approach to the mm. current record because um, what we have here is very much a scaled down and slowed down kind of album. Um, I think she's since said that it was written from a. Uh, uh, said it was a final attempt with her battle with love um, by which she meant that um, you know that love to quote to quote songs of the past love is a drug and you know it's a thing that she's, just, she's going, going through just gone through a, a relationship breakup a marriage breakup um, and it's that whole kind of thing that you, you always keep coming back to kind of love and stuff like that but then you've got the heartache and the other side of it and kind of thing yeah. um Again, very short record. Yeah. Only only eight tracks. Yeah. Uh, I think thinking just about manages thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, so it's caught in that endless cycle, almost lyrically, of the thing. It's very st- stripped back. Her voice is really, really high and central in the mix, um, which I think works really well to convey the kind of the kind of rawness that she's trying to get across. Um, get that particularly on the opening track Hotel and then it goes into the second track which I think is uh, You Don't Go Away uh, which is one of my, actually one of my favourite tracks on the record um, where you've got some really nice reverb guitar and just her vocals just sitting on, on top of it um, she has said in the past that if, you know, if you're an artist you're always writing about, about, about love um, and you kind of then get to the situation where you're, where you're kind of thinking is reality what I'm experiencing, or is it what it's being what what is being created in my head when I'm writing about about something, which I thought seemed very apt to the track 5D later on in the album, which was literally comparing that classic thing of comparing movies to real life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of tracks uh, which is very much kind of like channeling Stevie Nicks 
vocally, I think, I think, which is uh, Highway to Your Heart, which is really correct, Doug, uh, and over towards the end of the album. Um, she's just a really, really good artist, it has to be said. It's just, you know, whilst the last, So Sad, So, whatever it was, didn't really work for me particularly, she's just really, really inventive. And this album, whilst it strips out all the kind of bells and whistles that have been on previous records, and just kind of concentrates on basically her just kind of going, ah! yeah, works, really works, like it, wonderful. Stevie Nicks, I've actually written that down. <laughs> yes. Get in, get in. Uh, and you know what? I actually wrote it down for another album we've yet to review as well, but I scrubbed it out. Is it the next album, Rachel? It, it might be. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful album. It's mellow. It's beautiful. Um, it doesn't have the R&B leanings that obviously the previous album had uh, whatsoever. Um, it's a very evocative, musically, soundscape-y uh, and and lyrically it's it's an electronic masterpiece in terms of the sort of presentation and the style mm, yeah. all the way the way through I, I i loved all of it i really liked I mean, i'm going to pull out three tracks highway to your heart yeah uh, ha- song. happy hurts and carousel but that's mm. not to say i didn't like the rest of the album because i did um it, it, it and, and all of the above and what you said as well and do you know what i'm going to mention it I love the needle spinning at the end. Yeah. As well. Hello. There's a few there's a few kind of background noises. Yeah. There's some cars going on, there's yeah, some other yeah. stuff going on in the back background. It's in the second which is quite which is like quite which is quite funny because like I said it's because it is yeah. a very sparse record, so there's yeah. not a lot going on. No, there's not a lot going on, but then when you listen, yeah, exactly. A and bit like a bit like the sound effects that are probably going on going on through this podcast with the as a car goes past outside. Yes, the window absolutely has to be open. Yes. <laughs> so we're providing this similar kind of experience exactly. to the listener. I tell you what, when we get for to less end, money. For when we get to the end of this podcast, <laughs> should we just leave a, like a minute of silence <laughs> while we just get up and leave? I think we should do that. Not now, obviously. Sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> That was then. <laughs> so, Mint Green, All Girls Go to Heaven, album number one. Again, band from Massachusetts, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, started off as a pop punk band playing clubs and stuff, but have developed, I think it's fair to say, into a more than that by the time they've come to recording this album. Uh, still very indie, though, I would say. And also, our, our second female fronted band that, with, with people of colour. Yeah. So, what about that Stevie Nicks, eh? <laughs> Opening track. <laughs> but a, a, a great... Do you remember what I said before we started this podcast? I was going to be really negative. Yeah. Have, I, have I been that negative yet? No, go on. <laughs> I was going to say, a great guitar-driven album. <laughs> <laughs> Shades of the 90s throughout, obviously. It's very much so. Yeah, yes. the grunge, the Americana, it's all there with the very occasional 70s vibes. And I've scrubbed out Stevie Nicks's, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was again I was reaching for that um, now this, uh, this this album surprised me um, because the more I listened to it the more I enjoyed it um, I particularly like what I'm feeling uh, mm-hmm. the tracks trying and golden uh, I have best tracks trying and golden, golden there you go you see and uh, and whatever happens in ringtone I've listed I've yes. actually listed a few tracks for this album um, so maybe maybe if I had one criticism of this 
album and it's not really a criticism at all because actually the more I think about it the more I think it's okay it's fairly solid but on the sort of solid side of solid rather than yes, great the, the thumbs up solid the rather, than, up rather, rather than, than the thumbs, the down, thumbs down, down solid yes but, 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 but nothing nothing sort of really great but in terms of in terms of where a debut I think it's fantastic it's a good it's a good start uh, I'd hope I'd hope for more yeah, that's really I, negative, doesn't it? Well, no, I'd hope for more. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope for more. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've put, I've put, pleasant. Yes, thank you. <laughs> pleasant without setting the world on fire, but, then, but, but then I've also kind of yeah. got. I said, said yes. Um, you know, it's it's. It, mm. I would describe it almost as majority of the album is almost lilting indie yeah. pop. Yes. Um, but as you say, it definitely has that nineties bit nineties vibe, yeah. whilst pulling in some seventies stuff. Yeah. I said, try and golden really light. Also, also really like the opening, the opening song against the green. Cause that was that's very much yes, the kind of uh, folk, kind of yes. folky, more folky pop. Yeah. That kind of thing, which is yeah. really, really really nice nice track. Yeah. The 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 they hold on to a bit to the kind of pop punk past with body language, which is a bit more kind of a paramore esque kind of thought. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Perfectly fine record. Yeah, it was an enjoyable listen. So, only one to go. Uh, it's Rosie Carney. I wanna. Oh, did I say I want to? Because I'm. No, I wanna. I'm trying to correct my daughter already. Oh yeah. Yes, I want uh, to no, feel happy. I wanna feel oh. happy. Uh, yeah. Album number two, or album number three, if you include her cover of the entirety of the Bends. <laughs> No way. Yes. Which was her second album. It's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. Oh, I'm going to stream it. Yeah. As you can imagine, if you listen to this album, obviously you have listened to this album. Yeah. Yes. So imagine the... That the, makes sense. Imagine, 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 yes, imagine a very stripped back yeah. kind of yeah. ethereal indie, right. uh, the kind oh, of acoustic type of version oh, of the Benz. And you've pretty much got it. Um, <laughs> so Carney, again, asked wasn't aware of before uh, born in England uh, then emigrated to uh, Ireland um, she has spoken about uh, both in her first album and this this album uh, she's gone through a lot of mental health issues because she was bullied by her classmates in a new school and sexually abused and various other things oh, all the cheery stuff you know oh, but good for music <laughs> good for music as they say uh, music has been described by others as atmospheric blend of contemporary folk and indie pop, which I, th- which I think is a pretty good description, actually. Yeah, that's very good. Um, so, uh, for me, when I first put this record on, um, first of all, I thought on first pass it'd be easy to just have it wash over you without the kind of, the kind of subtleties of the record, and particularly the songwriting and the performances being, being apparent. Very much reminded me um, of various people we've reviewed before, so there's elements of Sharon Van Etten, uh, Miski, Phoebe Bridges, uh, Bat, Bat for Lashes particularly, and even a bit of, of darker recent Taylor Swift in there as well. Um, and I found this album to be a bit of a slow burn, so um, initially I was kind of like, mm. compared to some of the listening to it, kind mm. of kind of washed over me, and I wasn't yeah. kind of like getting it. Um, and it kicks off with a very shimmering song about, um, which I think is about kind of self-harm and kind of suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. Um, and bizarrely with an auto-tuned kind of vocal, um, which is, doesn't continue the rest of the album, um, which goes off to more of an in- indie kind of light thing. But it kind of really works for kind of almost setting up the kind of tone we're going for with the record, I kind of thought. Yeah. Um, and 
it's probably I think the album that's grown on me most right uh, over the podcast and definitely feels like kind of Bat for Ashes kind of gap since we haven't had uh, a, re- a new record from Natasha for quite a while um Highlights for me were things like the acoustic guitar led Tidal Wave, which I really loved. Uh, Chichiro, um, which is named after the title character in Spirited Away, which I think is a really beautiful and song. Sugar, which is pro- perhaps the most kind of radio head leaning mm-hmm. uh, of the things. Uh, Time Waits for No Rating Room, which is by far yes. the best song title oh, of the podcast. Awesome. Yes. It's just like. Yeah. Which bizarrely reminded me a bit. Um, I, it doesn't sound like Pink Floyd Door. No. But there were tinsy little bits in it, phrases in it, that reminded me of um, Pink Floyd ballads. So bits of Wish You Were Here, bits yes. of other things. Just, just little hints in there that suddenly come out. Oh, a bit of Pink Floyd going on there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I said it, it just grew on me and grew on me, this record. So it went from by far the album that I was going to be slagging off going this is really dull it's just going to wash over you there's nothing going on uh, even after second listen to having a couple more listens over the last couple of days and kind of going you know what quite like this actually so yeah uh, it's a what was that quote atmospheric folk and something something yeah atmospheric yeah. indie pop yeah that's whatever it is whatever it is <laughs> It's a more mellow guitar sound with electric soundscapes. <laughs> as, that's what I wrote. As, as exemplified by the track ceiling. Um, mm. But plenty of atmosphere throughout. I, I love the shoegaziness of it as well. You don't get enough... Sh- we talk about indie, but we talk about indie, but we don't talk about shoegazy these days. We don't. Um, so, it was, I mean, Send Me Home in particular, very shoegazy. Uh, and you, you've listed all the best tracks. I'd also throw in Break the Ground and Dad. Uh, Dad's good. Well. I like Dad. Dad is good. Uh, no, it's a, it's a it's it's a really satisfying album. This uh, the more you listen to it, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so remember when I said I was going to slag off seventy percent of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens if you drink before, anyway. Yes, yeah. I loosen up. <laughs> yes. Because I also also look, there's lyric in this uh, in this album. I, I hate Sundays. Yes. Start, which is yes. Uh, yes. Uh, embarrassing to admit that I'm afraid of hurting myself again which again which I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I quite liked it as, a, as a lyric if not the sentiment obviously yes um, but but yeah it's very slow yes, um, it's beautiful so given this given the uh, 70% hatred of this podcast beat, which, <laughs> which, which, which is your favourite album ooh so I've got to the point where I've actually gone full circle I'm like now I'm struggling for a, a favourite Um look as always with these things about three of these are going to make it onto my final list I think for the year um, but it's got to be Likey Lee I have Grace Eyes with Likey Lee is a Likey Lee is a very close second I mm-hmm. think I'd agree with that yeah so Victoria Katie anybody else that's joining the listening crew welcome now you've listened to this one, you don't have to listen again. It's great. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inspiring me to be nice and fade out quietly. This is the wind of silence now, isn't it? Yeah, we just listen to the cars going down the road now for a bit.
So I couldn't do science. No, no. It's, it's just like, you know, it's just like, Yeah. All right, see you yeah. next time. Thanks, bye. Bye.